I'm going to read a quotation from Mahatma Gandhi. He said, There have been murderers and tyrants, and they can seem invincible for a time, but in the end, they always fail. I wish Putin would read that quote. And I mean that. I wish you would read that quote, because in the end, he is going to fail. And what he's trying to do is going to fail. And that is guaranteed because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, overcoming all evil, sin, and death. And it applies also to any tyranny in our lives, be it the tyranny of sickness, this tyranny of anxiety, the tyranny of fear, worry, guilt, resentment. All tyrannies will fail. In the end, they will fail because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. What, do, what does tyranny want to do in our lives? First of all, it wants to silence us. And secondly, it wants to destroy us. Look at Jesus Christ on the cross. He represented everything that was most beautiful about humankind. Kindness, gentleness, beauty, peace, respect, dignity. He represented everything that was most wonderful about what it is to be a human being. And yet they nailed him to the cross and they goaded him. If this really is who you are, if this really is who God is, then come down from the cross and prove it to us. And what was Jesus met with? He was met with silence. That same silence all of you know. That same silence when a child was sick and you were pleading for God to intervene or a loved one had cancer, and you were pleading that the cancer would be cured. Prayers of desperation, and you're met with silence. We make a very big mistake if we equate silence with indifference. Silence is a very strong presence. Silence is a very strong presence. And it is never indifference. Because God is intimately involved in the lives of each one of us. And he will never let sickness have the final say. And he will never let death have the final say. Jesus died in silence but he died inside of God's silence. And we have to remember the words of Jesus on the cross. His last words, into your hands, Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. And that is what the resurrection is about. Jesus rose up. God rose up Jesus from the dead to a new way of life, probably a more powerful way of life than the life each one of us is living right now. God redeemed 
death. More powerfully than the life that we are living now, because it is mysterious. Because it is a life where he's now living in God's hands. Intimately with God. And uh, all the, those that experienced the risen Jesus, they couldn't find words to tell us what it is. But they could only give examples of its effects. And one of the effects of it is a pro profound peace. A peace the world cannot give. This is my gift to you. An appearance that brought forgiveness, that brought forgiveness of all of their sins, of the disciples, and courage. Courage to continue the message. That is another sign of the presence of Christ, that the voice that they tried to kill is a voice that continues to speak, even to today. In the end, tyrants will always fail. The tyrants that killed Jesus, they have failed miserably because the death of Jesus is the most celebrated death in the history of civilization. So that is something we must always keep in mind at all times. Something we have to keep in mind at all times. So another important point of what Jesus is saying is, is that not only does he redeem death, but he also redeems suffering, suffering in our lives. Recently, there was a funeral here, and it was a sad funeral. Young man died, well, middle-aged young man. He died, and everybody knew him and were very friendly with him. And his neighbors came to the Mass as well. And um, I could see them coming in, and they had a lot of tragedy in their lives. And I said, you know, every time you come to church at a time like this, I said, it relives the tragedy that you have endured. And he said something very beautiful and very profound, because we have a very wonderful bereavement ministry at St. Joe's. And he just said it very simply. Yes, he said, we know. When, when somebody dies like a close friend, it just stirs up all our own tragedy in our lives as well. But he said something very beautifully. He said, but St. Joe's makes it easier. And that's a great endorsement to our community. St. Joe's makes it easier because suffering is horrible. But if you link it to Christ and to Christ's people, even Jesus can take something bad and turn it into something good by making, in that case, life easier for these people. But all of us have the potential to redeem suffering because that is what Jesus wants to do. That's what God did in the suffering of Jesus. He redeemed it and turned it into something good because we have to remember not only does God raise us from the dead, but he also is constantly working in the darkness of the lives of his beloved children 
who are going through great suffering, wanting to redeem that as well, to change that, wanting people who are going through suffering to encounter somebody who will make it better, who will make it easier. And then we have to pay attention to the words of Jesus. Go back to Galilee. Galilee is not just a place. Galilee is the place where the disciples first encountered Jesus. It was a place of joy. It was a place of hope. It was a place of great anticipation that they met for the very first time this long-awaited Messiah. And they said, at last, this is the answer to everything we were hoping for. And then they followed him to the cross, and then they ran away in fear. But Jesus is saying, go back to that place. And as we journey through life, that is something we always have to do. To go back to that place where we first fell in love. To that place where we were joyful. We were happy. We were at peace. And living the resurrection is living in the midst of suffering, but holding on to joy, holding on to peace, holding on to hope, not letting the darkness win, but letting the light win. The opening prayer says, to live a life of light and not a light of darkness. So, my dear friends, the power of the resurrection is life and love are always stronger than sickness and death. All will be well. Julian of Norwich, that great saint from the Middle Ages, who lived her life cemented into a small cell, a great mystic, a great writer. And uh, she just said very simply, all will be well. And if we say that to ourselves every day, no matter what cross we are carrying, all will be well. In your life, all will be well. Because Jesus has redeemed, all, God has redeemed all suffering. And God has redeemed even death itself. So we are no longer going to die. Death has no more power over us. We are now going to, we are now going, no longer going to die. We are now going to end up in God's hands, just as Jesus ended up in God's hands as well. And even goes a step further. But not only has God redeemed us, all of humanity, but he has also redeemed civilization. St. Paul says it. Creation is groaning. Creation itself is now a place of goodness. The creation, the world in which we live in, will always bring about good over evil, healing over woundedness, peace over war and tyranny. So the resurrection is the most important. It is more important than creation because it brings about creation to its completeness. So it is a day to celebrate the light in darkness, to celebrate the power of God, 
and to most importantly remember that what God wants for us in our lives, even though we are suffering greatly, is that we never give in to the power of darkness. We never give in to the gloom and doom of life. But in the midst of whatever cross we are carrying, we hold on to what Jesus was about in Galilee. Joy, hope, peace, gratitude. A whole disposition that is never going to be defeated, never going to be oppressed, never going to be undermined. Remember, say to yourself, no matter how dark it gets, all will be well.